Genesis 45. We'll begin by reading verses 1 through 5. Genesis 45. Of course, uh, continuing the life of Joseph. And it says here, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Does my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, and I pray, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Verse 5, Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Let us pray again. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and grace. And Lord, we think about these requests for this mention. Lord, uh, we pray for uh, uh, Paul and his wife, Lord, that you'd have great mercy upon them. Thank you, Lord, uh, for giving them uh, the ability to stand for what's right. And Lord, to say we identify as Christians first. And Lord, we know that you honor those that honor you. And Lord, that you will uh, work things out to your honor and glory and to their benefit. So Lord, we commit them to you. Lord, again, we thank for Don and Kay. We thank of uh, the prayer request that Sister uh, Aguilar mentioned the other day. Lord, we thank again about the unspoken uh, for Sister Wood and the many, again, that are sick among us. Lord, just so many things, God, that we bring before you. And dear God, commit to your loving care and your faithfulness. So, Lord, please move on these things. Lord, as we look at this uh, portion of Scripture tonight uh, concerning Joseph, what a wonderful story it is. What an encouraging story, uh, dear God. Again, as we've seen uh, uh, throughout the life of Joseph, that, Lord, uh, we can just rest in your faithfulness and know that you're always in control and we can trust you with what happens in our life. So help us now again, we pray through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we have finally the brother reveal party. I guess, you know, not a gender reveal, brother reveal. Amen. He finally gets to reveal himself to his brethren. And we know a couple times he'd met with them, but he hadn't revealed himself yet. But he does here. And so it says here, uh, uh, you know, as, as we look at this, of course, with all that happened in Joseph's life, you know, he could have uh, lived a life of misery. He could have got up and complained every day and, and uh, you know, find reasons uh, 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 to just uh, uh, be sad about things. But, of course, that wasn't uh, what he chose to do. He chose to honor God and he chose to get up every day and realize God was in control. So by faith, Joseph saw God's hand in all that happened in his life. And he was able, by God's grace, uh, to give his brothers, uh, forgive his brothers for the wrong. And so there's a lot of things about forgiveness in this portion of Scripture. And, of course, we see he forgives his brothers for what, uh, what they did. And so uh, he explained to them, as we'll see here, uh, they told him not to be troubled because uh, he says, you sold me, but God sent me. So we see this here. But again, notice in verse 1 it says, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him, and he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him. And again, when you look at these things, if you think about Christ and how Joseph is a type of Christ, it's really interesting. It said there stood no man with him, and it says this, While Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. So I like that statement. Joseph made himself known. And remember, uh, uh, they'd seen him a few times and they didn't recognize him for who he was. 
So even though they'd come into contact with him, they still didn't realize who he was. And so they did not understand who he was till he revealed himself to them. Again, a beautiful picture of Christ there. And we need to realize we only understand who Christ is, amen, because he reveals himself to us. We have these great verses. Again, the great one in Matthew 16 when uh, he said, hey, who do people say that I am? And then, of course, we know that Peter got it right. And then uh, when Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus said this in Matthew 16. Jesus answered said to him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. So again, they, uh, they didn't know who he was because of them just being around him. But my Father which is in heaven. In other words, he's saying the only reason you understand who I am is because it was revealed unto you. It had to be revealed. And we need to realize that, that, amen, uh, God has to reveal Jesus Christ to people. So that shows that it's always been a matter of faith, understanding who Jesus Christ is. Galatians 1.16, Paul says, talking about when God, he says this, chose to reveal his son in me. Right. He made him uh, Jesus known to Paul. John 6, 44 says, no man can come to me except the father which has sent me. Draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. So we see a beautiful picture of that uh, with Joseph that uh, at, at Joseph's timing, he chose to reveal himself to his brethren and help them understand who he was. What a glorious day, amen, when Christ came to us, when God came to us and chose, amen, to reveal himself to us and helped us to understand who he really is. What a, what a, what a beautiful thing this is. I just think this uh, portion of Scripture is just a, a precious uh, uh, moment in uh, a Scripture. I think this is one of the most wonderful stories and parts of Scripture in God's Word, uh, what we see here. Verse 2. Well, you see what a, what, a, what a precious moment he says, and he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh. His heart was overwhelmed, amen, that he finally got to uh, have a relationship again uh, with his brother. Amen. Hey, listen, uh, isn't it a wonderful thing to think that God's heart, God's heart is overwhelmed, amen, when, when you enter a relationship with him. When God, uh, when that connection is made, when you on that day, you understood who Jesus Christ really was and you said, that's him. And you repented of your sins and put your trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, that was a great day in the heart of God. Amen. When you came home and came back to him, God was overwhelmed by that fact. And I hope you were overwhelmed. Hey, I'm still overwhelmed 34 years later. But what a beautiful picture that is. So, again, it's, it, it says it was noise abroad. It is a precious moment, again, when Christ is revealed to a soul and they understand who he is and the connection is made and then it's noise abroad, amen? Hey, listen, uh, when I got saved, I wanted to be noise abroad. I wanted people to know, hey, uh, uh, I got saved. God changed my life. I've been transformed. Uh, man, I, uh, man I, I'd go into uh, those barracks and this young soldier, and man, I let people know, hey, what God did something in my life. I was not a not ashamed. 
uh, like Luke 15.10 says this, Likewise, I send you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Hey, uh, here's the great thing. Uh, uh, now, when uh, Joseph revealed himself to his brethren, it was revealed throughout Egypt and even the house of Pharaoh. But hey, when you came to know Joseph, amen, hey, it was noised abroad in heaven, not only in earth, but hey, imagine that day that you got saved. I don't know who gets the notice up there, the bell rings, whatever happens, amen, and says, hey, praise God, that old Burgess finally got in. Woo, he was a rough one, but we got him, amen. Uh, we got him. Oh, man, yep, yep, somebody went through Canada. Oh, man, we finally got, uh, we finally got old Mary down there, that Canadian, amen. We finally got a hold of her. She's in, amen. They were excited in heaven, amen, excited in heaven. And uh, what a wonderful thing. Isn't that a good thing to know that, hey, not only just people around you, if they know or say, but in heaven, they're, shout, they're shouting it out in heaven that you got saved. But what's interesting to note here, it says, And Joseph said unto his brother, I am Joseph. Does my father live? And his brethren could not answer him. Look at this when they first saw it. For they were troubled at his presence. They were troubled at his presence. That's an interesting thought there. You know, uh, if you look at this as a type of uh, Israel, amen, and Christ revealing himself to Israel, you know, one day Israel will stand before their Messiah and he's going to reveal himself to them. And you know what? They're going to be troubled at his presence. Just like Paul. Paul's a good example of, uh, uh, of, of Israel, if you will, when, when Jesus reveals himself. It says this in Acts 9, 4 through 6. Now we know he's on the road to Damascus. It says he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And look at this, verse 6 of Acts 9. And he trembling and astonished, fell down before the Lord. He trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? He fell down, trembling and astonished before the Lord. And just like uh, Joseph's brethren did. And one day, right, God's going to reveal himself. They're going to realize he is the Messiah. I love that. I love that. Uh, 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 verse uh, uh, there, I think it's in, in Romans, where it talks about how there's still a veil over the heart of Israel. You know, just like the veil that was over uh, Moses' face, and it says, nevertheless, when it, talking about the heart of Israel as a nation, shall turn, uh, shall turn to God, then, right, that veil shall be lifted. It says this in Zechariah 13, 6, and one shall say unto him, what are these wounds in thy hands? Then he shall answer, those which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Boy, that's sort of like Joseph saying, hey, you know, hey, uh, my brethren did this to me. All this stuff that's happened in my life, this came from my brethren. And yet the Lord's going to reveal himself uh, uh, to uh, 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 Israel one day. And he's, they're going to say, hey, man, what happened? He's going to oh, well, all this happened for my brethren. They did this unto me. But you know what? I forgave them. I forgave them. And I want to have uh, a, a relationship uh, with them. What a, what a wonderful thought uh, that is there. Now go on down to verse 4. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. I, I just think about that thought for a second. He said, Come near to me, 
and they came near. Boy, that's how easy it is. You know, God's just going around. Jesus said, hey, all I want you to do is come near to me. All I want to do is have a relationship with you. And they came near. It's that simple. If when he says come, if people just come, everything will work out. But moving down here, Joseph said, come near. And they came near and he said to them, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Again, like Christ. Remember, he came into his brethren there. He was just uh, trying to bring the father's message, trying to bring him a little food to eat. And when he came to them, they rejected him. And that's what happened to Christ. John 1, 11, it says he came into his own and his own received him not. Isn't that amazing how many wonderful pictures of Christ you see in Joseph's life? Even that, he came into his own and his own received him not. And also, here's an interesting uh, thought. He says, uh, uh, down there, he says, for uh, 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 verse 5, Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Now just like Christ, at, when they persecuted Christ, what they didn't realize is they were actually playing into or carrying out God's big plan. <laughs> Here they were trying to get rid of Christ, but when they persecuted him, when they crucified him, what they were actually doing is they were playing out and they were fulfilling God's big plan. And that's exactly what happened with Joseph's brethren. Here they were trying to get rid of Joseph. They didn't want nothing to do him anymore. But the whole time, right? They, well, we got rid of him. We'll never see him again. But the whole time they were playing in and just fulfilling God's big plan. And boy, we need to realize that sometimes when things uh, come into our life, you know, there's a, this very important statement. He says that in verse five, and we're going to look a little bit more at this in a minute. Be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. That's an important statement in understanding forgiveness. Be not grieved nor angry uh, with yourselves. Remember when they persecuted Christ, Jesus said this on the cross, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Here, when they were persecuting him, Jesus said and asked uh, uh, as forgiveness uh, for his, for his uh, uh, brethren uh, there. What amazing thing that is. But here's what I want you to notice in verse uh, 5. It says, Forgive yourselves, amen, be not grieved nor angry, that ye sold me hither, for God did. Notice those words, for God did. Remember those words in your life. Amen. All those things that happened in Joseph's life come down to this, for God did. Those goes right along with the words in 1 Kings 12, 24. Uh, you remember when all that stuff would happen with Rehoboam? And the, uh, Rehoboam was going to take some soldiers and he was going to go back and, and, and fight with his people. And the Lord said this in 1 Kings 12, 24. Thus saith the Lord... This thing is for me. Thus saith the Lord, this thing is for me. So let's, let's, let's just have that thought for a moment. For God did, this thing is for me. And look at Joseph's life. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. For God did, this thing was for me. Joseph was sold by his brothers. For God did, this thing is for me. Joseph was lied about and put in prison as an innocent man. For God did, this thing is for me. Those are good words to remember 
when things happen in your life. If you know you love the Lord, if you know you're trying to do right to the best of your ability and hardship and unexpected circumstances, unexplainable situations suddenly appear in your life, remember, for God did, this thing is from me. And he, uh, God could say that to Joseph. And every uh, disappointing thing that happened in his life, he could say, for God did, this thing is from me. What, a, what a, a wonderful thing to remember when things come in our life. We don't understand, just like so many things happened in Joseph's life that he didn't understand why these things happened. But yet, now he understood, for God did. This thing was for me, everything that was allowed uh, in his life. So God wants to bring every one of us to a place where we remove all secondary causes, right? Where we try to explain why this happened or try to understand and realize and see that it's him at work in our lives. It's him at work in our lives. In spite of all that Joseph had been through, he knew God was working. So uh, when something uh, uh, negative happened uh, uh, in, in my life, instead of just sitting there trying to beat my head against the wall, trying to figure out why it happened, I had to, I had to say, what is, what, is, what is God trying to do in my life here? Or how is God going to take this thing, this heartbreaking thing, and how is he going to turn this around in my life and use it to bring honor and glory to himself? That's what matters. I couldn't just say, oh, why did this thing happen to me? No, I had to say, why did God allow this to happen in my life? How is he, how is he going to use it to build me up and how is he going to turn this thing around and use it to bring honor and glory to himself? I think that's the way that Joseph thought. He just didn't sit there and, and get all discouraged about it. He said, well, for some reason, God, God did this. For some reason, this thing is from him. Now, how uh, can I remain faithful in this? How can I continue to honor him in this? And how is he going to turn this around and work in and through my life to bring honor and glory to himself? When Joseph saw that Judah was a broken man, he could not refrain himself. He caused all the others to go out and he made himself known to his brothers. And again, he said, do not be troubled because you sold me into Egypt. This whole time, God has been working. Why? To preserve life. Because remember, God's big plan was to get the whole family of Israel down to Egypt so he could build up a great nation. And remember, as we said before, Joseph was already right with God. His brothers weren't right with God, but he had to work out the circumstances so that everybody got right with God and everybody was in place, amen, to be where God needed him to be so he could fulfill his big plan in building up a great nation, uh, the nation of Israel. And he chose to do that uh, in the land of Egypt when he had them there for 400 plus years. And so we need to realize, uh, uh, you say, well, you know, uh, uh, Joseph looked and he said, why are these things happening? I'm trying to do my best for God. Well, you know, you think he, 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 you were right with God, Joseph. 
But God was using these things, uh, amen, not only to help you be strong, uh, Christian, not only to help you become a strong leader, but he was going to use these things so you could help your brethren get right with God. And so sometimes we think it's about us, but really he might be bringing these things into your life because he knows how he's not only going to use them in your life, but he knows how he's going to use them in your life to help others get right with God, to help others get where they're supposed to be, amen, so that he can bring everything together, amen, to fulfill his will. So Joseph truly forgave his brothers for the sin they had committed against him. He did not live his life with bitterness and heart, amen. He was able to forgive, and the Lord enabled him to forgive because he saw by faith that God was in every circumstance that happened in his life. By faith, he could see God in every circumstance in his life. So let's look at the principle of forgiveness. Focus on forgiveness for a moment. Joseph knew what it meant to forgive. Amen. We need to ask, do we know what it is to truly forgive? Amen. It's not just about lip service. And again, as I've said before, remember when you forgive somebody, it's not that it'll ever know, go through your brain again, but it should never go through your lips again. Amen. If you've truly uh, forgiven uh, somebody. And again, we know uh, what forgiveness for the Christian we know what forgiveness is based upon. We always use the verse Ephesians 4, 32, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. How? As God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Everything we do, amen, is based upon the person of Jesus Christ. And that's the only way. Listen, uh, 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 things that have happened in my life, believe me, the only way I could have forgiven some of the people that have done things to me is because of Jesus Christ. Look at how he forgave me and and then he gave me the ability uh, to forgive them for Christ's sake. That's why we do it. Our forgiveness, God's forgiveness for us, was all based upon the person of Jesus Christ. And our forgiveness for others, amen, has to be based upon the person of Jesus Christ. We, do, we didn't merit our forgiveness, and God can forgive us again because Christ paid our sin debt. There's a principle here. We are to forgive others as we have been forgiven for God. Amen? Is there anybody here that wasn't forgiven completely? <laughs> that wasn't forgiven uh, totally? That wasn't forgiven eternally? We all were. And that's the same way that we're supposed to forgive. What does it mean to forgive? Forgive meant that Joseph was willing to treat his brothers, to treat his brothers as if they had never done anything wrong to him. He was willing to live his life as if his brothers had never sinned against him. You know, Joseph never brought it up again. The brothers did. <laughs> Remember after the father died, they kept bringing it up. And he, I think he knew that. That's why he said, hey, listen, be not grieved or angry with you. He tried to tell him the first time, listen, I, I'm over this thing. You need to get over this thing. And you know, that is where a lot of believers get hooked up. The devil will use that as a snare in your life. People get forgiven. Oh, yeah, I know I'm forgiven. I know he's totally forgiven, right? And they'll rejoice that uh, 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 God's forgiven them, but yet they can't move forward because they're still holding a shame in their hearts. They're still holding a burden in their heart about things they've done. Hey, listen, uh, it's not that you take what you did lightly. I, I still don't take lightly things that I've done in my life, but I don't let them hold me back. And listen, God's forgiven me. He helped me to forgive others. But you know what? He also gave me the grace to forgive myself uh, for the foolish things that I've done so that I can have a pure heart in every area uh, there because of the complete forgiveness that God has allowed in my life. 
So we need to read the principle of forgiveness is based upon Jesus Christ. So the, we need to put that principle to practice. Christ talked with Peter about forgiveness in Matthew 18. He said, how oft uh, should I forgive my brother? Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times... Right. I probably chose seven because that's the number of completion. Hey, hey, I forgive him seven times. That's the number of completion. I'm done with him. Sounds like good reason to me. Amen. The Lord says, nope. In verse 22, Jesus said, I say to thee until seven times 70. That's 400. That's 490. And that's just for one thing. So what do we see here? It's the principle. If there is someone you have not forgiven, amen, you are stopping God's blessing. Listen, there, there's nothing that's happened to you that's worth holding on to, amen, to, to, to stop or hinder, amen, uh, uh, the, the, the blessings of God in your life. Just like we talked about prayer the other day. There's nothing uh, worth having in your life that would hold back your ability to pray and get through prayers. And there's nothing worth holding on to your life that's worth holding back the blessings of God upon your life. Forgiveness put to practice means that you never come to the place where you're unwilling to forgive. You're always ready to forgive. When you can see the Lord in life, Amen. When you can see the Lord in life and look to him, you can put the principle into practice. Joseph could have hated every day his life. He could have held on to them what they did. But with all the things that had happened to him, he could have been miserable if he had not practiced the principle of forgiveness. Listen, uh, uh, bit, the only person bitterness hurts is the person that holds on to it in their heart. Well, when I think about, you've heard me mention my, my, my stepdad. Hey, listen, all those years that I had hate and bitterness in my heart, listen, I guarantee you my stepdad didn't lose any sleep over that. Amen. I don't think he walked around and fretted. Oh, man, I can't believe Jeff's upset with me. I don't think he even, he even thought about it. Amen. It wasn't affecting him, but it sure affected me during that time. But oh, what a great day when the grace of God and love of God flooded my soul. Amen. And washed all that foolishness out of my heart and changed uh, my heart. So listen, we can have the power to forgive by the power of the forgiveness that God has given us. And where does that power come from? It's not our natural power. We find the power, of course, in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I'll turn over to uh, John 15. And uh, let's look at a couple of verses real quick as we uh, finish up. John 15, beginning verse one says, Jesus said, I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Here it is, verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except that it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Well, right, well, the branch, right, as it's connected to the vine, whatever flows through the vine is going to flow through the branch. Amen. And so as we abide in Christ, you say, listen, I don't have the ability to forgive. Well, does Christ have the ability to forgive totally? He has the ability to forgive totally. Amen. So listen, if that, abide, if that, if that is in Christ, 
Then as you abide in him, that ability to forgive, that ability to forget, that ability, amen, uh, to get over that thing, amen, will be in you. But the key is to abide in him. That means to, to abide in, that means to, to, to dwell continually, to dwell consistently in, in a conscious, amen, and spiritual manner. So if you are a Christian, you cannot forgive. The reason you cannot is that you are not abiding in Christ. You're not letting, amen, what's in Christ, amen, flow through you. It should be an automatic. He, listen, he deserves your life. God's word teaches us, amen. The branch only brings forth what the vine produces. The power to love and forgive others only comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our source. He is the vine. We are the branches. Again, as great of a man as Joseph became, in his own power, he didn't have the ability, amen, to forgive and uh, totally put that away. He trusted in the, and rested in the grace of, he had learned through all that happened in his life to rest in the faithfulness of God, to trust in the graces of God in his life and let those uh, flow in him to help him and then flow through him to help others. So as Christians, we have a spiritual relationship with God that enables us to deal with people in a Christ-like way. Christ has demonstrated to us what it really means to be forgiven. And it's only in him that we find strength to forgive others. Oh, I'm so, hey, listen, in my natural ability, I didn't know how to forgive. But thank God that day I went to Preacher Iverson. And I said, oh, I've got all this hate and bitterness. God wants me to get rid of it. Uh, what should I do? Boy, I'll never forget. Brother Iverson, said, he looked at me and said, it sounds like you need to get along with God. Amen. You need to get along with God until he gives you what you need. Amen. Uh, in your heart uh, to totally forgive. Uh, those that have done things against you. We must be so full of Christ, amen, that he is able to love and forgive others through us. So let me give you these points as we finish up. We need to understand, as Joseph did, that we must remove secondary causes and see the Lord in every circumstance. Stop trying to, when things happen, don't sit there and try to beat your head against the wall and try to reason out why this happened or, oh, oh what I've done. Hey, listen, I realize God is in control and he's allowed these things. Amen. If to the best of your ability, you know, you're trying to be right and do right and live a life that glorifies him. You know that he, whatever comes into your life is by his guidance. So understand, amen, the Lord is in control in every circumstance. Realize that as we have been forgiven by God, that we in turn, amen, based upon that, are able to totally and fully forgive others like Joseph did his brethren. And that we must maintain. How many times should I forgive? Seven? No, seven times 70. That means we must uh, maintain a heart of forgiveness. A heart of, boy, as soon as somebody does something, I mean, you, you got to live, you got to live consciously. Get a, get a hold of that thing and immediately say, God, you got to help me deal with this thing. You know, uh, uh, the Lord's helped me uh, with that. I, I, I've told you, I've purposed in my heart that I never want to have anything in my heart against anybody. And again, uh, 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 I'm, I said, people do something. It's not that I don't get hurt. 
It's not that I, I may not get upset at first, but, it, but it's, it, 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 I ask the Lord immediately to say, Lord, you got to help me with this. Uh, I, I can't, I'm having a hard time with this. Lord, you got to take over right here and, and do it consciously and watch the Lord uh, uh, take over. You, you know, uh, same thing when I get, uh, get upset. Hey, uh, sure, I get upset sometimes. But as soon as I get a conscious awareness, amen, that I'm reacting the wrong way, I immediately try to take that thing and I try to, I try to, to, try to, to bring that thing down. Amen. Bring that thing. Like I said, every time you come into a situation, remember you're carrying two buckets, a bucket of water, or a bucket of gasoline. Amen. <laughs> Set down that bucket of gasoline and only carry water. Amen. Uh, the truth of God's word and throw it on whatever's going on and bothering you. The power to forgive, again, only comes from abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ. And boy, uh, uh, again, uh, I, I've shared it before. I shared it again. When, uh, when we were getting close to getting kicked out of uh, 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 Bulgaria and I was having a hard time with going in, I would consciously, uh, that I held on to that verse, abide in me, amen? Now, abide in you, I would consciously say to myself, I, I never forget how many times I stopped when I felt my mind getting overwhelmed, my heart getting overwhelmed, my heart broken about having to uh, 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 leave the country that God had called me to and all these things going on. And I had to constantly stop. And I said, right now I abide in Jesus. Right now Jesus abides in me. It is well with my soul. I would consciously uh, say that to myself. So amen. So listen, things are, you got things going on in your life. If you don't, chances are, hey, something might come up before the day's out or something might come in. Just say, hey, Listen, abide in him. He's got everything under uh, control. Uh, rest in his faithfulness. And just remember, if God has allowed something that uh, difficult to come into your life, what did Joseph say? He said, for God did. Amen. First Kings 12, this thing is for me. For whatever reason, God did. For whatever thing, this thing is for me. He's allowed this to come into your life. And like Joseph, amen, uh, let him help you with that. If, 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 if it's something that'd be easy to get bitter against somebody, it'd be easy to uh, uh, strike out at somebody, say, God, you got to help me like Joseph forgave his brothers. Lord, help me to maintain a heart of forgiveness. Help me to maintain a right spirit through this difficult circumstance. Amen. Uh, like Joseph did as Christ was, as Joseph was an example of Christ. Amen. Let me be an example of Christ in the things that I'm dealing with in my life as well. Let's pray.